0: This episode brought to you by the Roster of Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterofmedia.com. What's good, Lion Up? We are back off season twenty twenty two. It is March twenty third. Lions off season is way underway, and uh, a lot has happened since our last pod. So sorry for that long gap. Life has just happened, and uh, you know things happen. So uh, we're back at it, I'm trying to uh, keep you guys up to speed on what's going on this off season. And I mean, this is probably one of the most groundbreaking off seasons that we've had uh, in recent history. Just based on what's gone down. Uh, so, I mean, since our last pod, we've had a full suite of NFL playoffs with a beautiful Matthew Stafford Super Bowl dub. So, uh, praise number nine, props, man, long overdue. It's crazy what a magician can do once he leaves a, a, a cursed team. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, I mean, a lot has happened across the NFL. Uh, we can get into that. Uh, more importantly, I guess the positives that's happened in our own division. But uh, let's before anything, let's let's give let's give Stafford a little props.
1: Yeah, nothing but respect to Matt Stafford. Loved watching him throughout the playoffs. It was rooting for him heavy, and it's a little bittersweet to see him get that ring. But it's even I think it's even tougher to think that we had the guy for all these years and couldn't do anything with it. But no blame on him. Respect him. Happy for him and. He just got an extension, so it sounds like he's going to be finishing his career up in L.A. for at least another four years or so. But nothing but praise and thanks to him, and congrats to Matthew Stafford on finally getting a well-deserved ring.
2: He got the bag. He got a big bag, and rightfully so, man. He, like, just just the throws he made in those last three games alone, I think, should have gotten in the bag. But the no-look throw in the Super Bowl, just, like, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, our boy got our ring, got a ring, and I feel like he got a ring for all of us. So <laughs> yeah, Mac cried we got a, we got too. A half a so. Yeah, me <laughs> crying, me crying every other, every other time he won. So
0: just an incredible playoff. I mean, just like those those high scoring games with the Chiefs, the Bills, the shootouts. I mean, there. I think every game on Sunday night, like in the, there's that two week clip, it was they were ending at like ten thirty at night, maybe even later. And I was like, I want another game. I want to watch another
2: football game right now.
0: <laughs> like,
2: you know it's crazy like you ever see you ever have those plays in the game where something happens and you just kind of know it's like divine intervention.
1: Mm-hmm. Like when
2: Kwiatkowski Tart, when Jaquaski Tart dropped that interception for the 49ers, like wide open, like ahead head in his hands. I turned to my friend I'm like, you only get you only get one chance to to bury the man and if you don't if you don't bury him it's going to be game over and sure enough the Rams came back and they won. And then Boyd dropped that pass in the Bengals game, and then they had that pass interference. Like, it was just all the things were lining up perfectly for the Rams. So it worked Incredible. well. Yeah, Incredible. It worked great.
0: So, yeah. So uh, season in the books, the dirt on Stafford's name is pretty much erased, which is nice to see. And uh, off to the races for this uh, upcoming year. So, I mean, just, uh, again, just being March 23rd, we're about a week and a half into, you know, actual legit free agency. I mean, what a roller coaster of events right now. I mean, you get Rogers mega deal. That might be the largest per season pay in NFL history right now with what he gets. And then, I mean, you know, I think we were all really pissed to hear that, you know, after all the controversy last year of him leaving and then Devonte Adams hits us, hits us with a, a bomb, uh, you know, a few days ago saying like, yo, peace. I'm going to, with my boy, David Carr over to, you know, Vegas um, and then I mean that's not even the craziest thing I mean I think that's a huge win for us but then you I mean talking Russ to the Broncos Khalil Mack to the Chargers so another departure of the NFC North Watson to the Browns after all that shit that he just went through Matt Ryan of the Colts went to the Commanders Juju to the Chiefs and today Tyreek Hill going to the Dolphins <laughs> I mean not too much crazy free agency, but like probably the most transactions I've, I've seen in, in the off season in a long time.
2: Yeah. We're probably not, even, we're not even done. Like we, we, we are looking at a, a draft board here in the top five where the trade scenarios are pretty much endless. So we could see more guys move in within the next couple of weeks, but in terms of a trade market and an offseason where there's been so much turnover and, guys being moved around and contracts being signed I'd really never seen anything like it and then you know the whole Baker Mayfield controversy he's still out there too so he still has to sign somewhere so we're not even close to done
0: yeah and uh you know I've really uh tried to grow our our Twitter page now so go follow us at line up pod on Twitter we've been active over the last few weeks trying to just uh equal out our misses from a podcasting. So Twitter's been hot lately, trying to gain some followers we've been uh, growing over the last few weeks, getting some good content out there. And uh, again, some good, uh, you know, arguments and even uh, just debates with, uh, you know, some other like massive Lions fans. It's actually pretty sick that I found such a strong following because uh, I've never really been a Twitter guy. So just tweeting more and getting the interaction from you know this fan base is actually pretty sweet because I mean there's some legit diehard fans in this franchise which I love
1: yeah I like seeing what we did at the wide receiver position I feel like on defense we brought people back just to kind of keep it at the status quo you know some guys that came in on one year deals last year deals expiring and they did okay but seeing what we did in the receiver room, I feel like it gives us so much flexibility on the draft and going forward. Do we try to trade for a guy? Obviously not like Tyree kill, but do you try to trade for another guy, you know, bringing in DJ shark and keeping Josh Reynolds? I think that gave us such separation on or flexibility on what we could do going forward. I think we have a decent core now, DJ shark on the outside, Amin Ra obviously on the inside. Um, but we can look for a guy like, say, Jamison Williams in the draft, something like that, let him recover from his injury in the college playoff game. I just feel like we can go in so many different directions here. We don't have too much money getting locked up on there. And I feel like it really added to the athleticism and the skill position that I feel like we were missing all the last year.
2: Yeah, I mean, you pretty much nailed it, Drew. I mean, the number of ways we can go at – at wide receiver is, it's almost mind-blowing because we have, we have a nice fast group now. Um, the number of big bodies at wide receiver in the draft pool now, I mean, other than, you know, Dotson from Penn state, who I really liked at the combine, he looks really smooth. His hands are great. He looked, he had a really impressive showing. Um, and Traylon Burks, who I've been talking about in this pod for the last three or four episodes, I'm a huge fan of Traylon Burks and, you know, his size and, his hand size and his speed, and what he brings to the table. Um, if we can get one more big body, great. If not, I don't think we're going to be hurting a wide receiver because we're getting Cephas back. We got Khalif Raymond coming back. We have a nice depth group coming into next season. Um, but hey, any kind of depth addition that brings some size and some strong hands, I'm all for it. So
1: I'm wondering if Cephas is the guy out now, the odd guy out. So we brought back Khalif Raymond too, and I feel like he's a, he's a speedy guy. Is he the guy that, that, keeps that role and Cephas with the addition of DJ Tark kind of gets kicked to the, to the curve a little bit. I'm I feel like and then uh, see what uh, are we doing yeah, the It's got to be team. like
2: him or Trinity Benson. You got to think, right. They're going to be competing for a spot. I mean, because we haven't seen a lot of Trinity Benson, but I feel like we've seen a lot more solid play from Cephas when he is healthy, but to your, that's a great point. I think just, they're going to be, they're going to be jostling for roster spots you know, and, you know, Tom Kennedy's going to be there like always, but like, we're going to have guys at the back end that are going to be competing to roster <laughs> spots. This, stuff, this camp, you know, and they're going to get some playing time. If anything, That's it's competition. It. That's what we're it's a good see.
0: problem. It's a good problem for sure. And Quintus Sivas is, I mean, he's, he's six one. So, I mean, he doesn't stand out compared to, you know, other big frame wide receivers. So, I mean, that, I don't know if that really goes to his advantage then just from him missing time and just being super injury prone of late, um, we're we're sort of running that very small quick offense um and i'm, I'm all for that i think that's actually worked well for golf especially towards the end of the year um but i mean there's still guys out there there's still a ton of guys out there um the transactions that can actually you know you know spark the you know the rest of this offseason leading up for the draft i mean just across the league or even anything that the lions can go after do you guys have any hot takes
2: I mean, I'm looking at the list now, and you know, I just—I feel like we need a big body. I keep saying that over and over again because we have speed guys all over this field. Um, and Juju's up the board now. He went to KC, and where's what? Did Michael Gallup resign? Are you still out there? What's Michael Gallup's deal, guys? You guys know?
0: He signed.
1: He went back to Dallas, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he yeah. signed.
2: Yeah, he's gone. So I mean it's pretty slim pickings in terms of big bodies. Maybe the Lions weight. Um but I think in, in the in the tight in the wide receiver department, I think we're pretty set to be straight. And then if we can get another dead guy in the draft and then have him compete for a spot in camp, awesome. But for right now, I think we're good.
1: Yeah, I mean we got DJ Chark at six foot four, I think he is. So we have a big body. My prediction of Mike Williams coming in, uh that kind of Went down the toilet once he re-signed in L.A.
0: Yeah, but, that was quick. You know, I mean,
1: I like what we have right now. And, you know, having DJ Chalk, I think, is a is a big addition. You know, what he did in Jacksonville with those quarterbacks and everything. Um, I think he can be even better
0: when he comes here. So, Matt, just as a, as a huge college football fan, um, I mean, just with the outstanding free agents with, like, Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, you know, um, Jabril Peppers, even uh, Terrell Edmonds, you know, like – pretty and Jeron Curse like solid safeties that are still out there and haven't found a home. I mean, with Kyle Hamilton at two, potentially, I mean, like, do you w- just from watching his tape versus the market that we have for potentially bringing one of these guys in, what's your stance on, you know, sort of not, not like who we should be going for number two, but like, would you take a shot at, uh, you know, any of these remaining safeties out on the market? If you don't truly believe in, you know, taking a it- uh, safety at number two because that, that's a huge risk for me but i mean i know i know the guys he's been labeled as pretty much a uh i don't i forgot what topic she is but basically a, a monster
2: he's a cerebral monster like in terms of his in terms of his game smarts and i don't even like notre dame i hate notre dame to be honest <laughs> but and, but this year was an anomaly for me and the fact that i saw a ridiculous amount of notre dame games this year for whatever the reason maybe it was divine intervention we'll call it that but <laughs> he he's got a nose, he's got a really good nose for the ball, but he makes a lot of plays in the backfield, which is great for us. So, he, it's nothing better than having a safety come down when you have a good corner group like we're going to have, I think. I'm really confident in our corner group. You guys can speak to that more. Um, I'll, you know, we, we brought in Mike Hughes too to give us more core depth, but I'd like our secondary, our young secondary core moving forward, and that gives our safeties more an opportunity to come down and play in the backfield a little bit more, because our, our linebacker core isn't if that's one of our weak points as of now. So we can have safety Definitely. come down. Right. If we can have safety come down and play in the backfield, who can, who can tackle. And Campton's a really good backfield tackler. Who's also very heady to the ball and can play secondary, play corner and safety. I'm listen, I'm all for it because like I said, this top five, it there's nobody in this top five group that really wows me. Like there's, like there's no one that blows me away. Initially it was cave but now cave you know, great 40 time, very impressive on the bench press. Opting out of combine drills is it that's you know, that's just a character red flag for me. He said he had a long day. That's why he didn't want to compete in combine drills. Like, fuck you mean even a long day. You're gonna you're gonna have sixteen weeks or seventeen weeks worth of long days, you know, like so you know. From an organizational standpoint, we're coming from Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, and like dealing with these clowns forever. Do we want to bring in a guy with an attitude like that? Probably not. Aiden Hutchinson, I was never really sold on him. So, if Hamilton's sitting there too, and we have the option to either draft him or trade back, I'm okay with either option. To be fair, as long as we can get enough draft stock and draft capital back in exchange for that too, or get a piece that we need at linebacker what have you, or you know, just kind of plug a hole. But um, that's my two cents on Kyle Hamilton.
1: It gives me vibes of a couple of years ago, and it's like, well, best player available is – it's got to be Jeff Okuda, cornerback, even though you don't take it in the top three. So I don't want to compare players like that, different positions, everything. But kind of scares me when you look at it that way. But, I mean, if it's worth taking him, then you
0: – know, But, I mean, who, 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 who's the most recent bit, guy – Who's the most recent guy that's gone that high from a safety position? I mean, I, I think it's Jamal Adams. Yeah, it is Jamal Adams.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I, I mean,
1: Jets fans are thrilled that they traded him for two first rounders.
0: <laughs> that, that's I the I that. mean, like top guys taken in the past, like even like Landon Collins, like Jamal Adams. Just like I don't know. It's 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 a concern because that position is. Uh, we we'll, I would regret it if he is an absolute stud, of course, but like. I don't know. I mean, like the there, there's a lot of potential in that top five, like Matt said, but like again, no one stands out as like a clear playmaker. It's just so wild that like we're at number two right now, and you know, there's no clear linebacker that's a front runner to be like an absolute beast up there. I know there's two DNs, but like quarterback two is a question mark. I mean, like Twitter world right now for Twitter universe for for Lions, every Lions fan is is torn. And there's, there's days where Kyle Hamilton's number two. There's days where we're going, uh, you know, Kayvon. And then there's other days where we're going Willis now, you know. So, I mean, like, it's completely, you know – undecided on like who we should go with. Cause I think it's safe to say that Aiden Hutchinson's going one based on how much the Jaguars love him. I even just did like an hour of reading on like Jaguars, like fan pages today. And everyone is just like, there's no one else on their number one spot except him. So, I mean, if that leaves us with, you know, options and other positions, great. But um You know, like, I I think we still have, we can do more damage just in free agency. And, you know, like, I think we have a lot of cap still and we could sort of make like a sneaky, uh, you know, signing. And I mean, I think the weakest spot again, as Matt called out is our linebacker spot. So, I mean, if we can steal, you know, any remaining free agent in that linebacker spot, I think it's going to be pretty critical that we have to land one in the draft, maybe in the second or third round. And that background um you Know after you know the end of the first and second could be a huge spot, and not just for linebackers, but you know, if we're trying to build a quarterback for the future or even like a stud wide receiver, I mean, the wide receiver core, like you said, Matt, is deep.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think we're gonna weird. have just more and more momentum of taking a quarterback in number two. It just seems like the Willis train is everyone's jumping on it. We got four or five weeks left until the draft. I think everyone's just going to get hyped after his pro day and throwing a bomb pass right in the money. And I feel like everyone's going to think he's, you know, going number one, number two, number three, overall, something like that. But yeah, like you said, like, give me a linebacker or something in the end of the first round, second, third round, because we only really signed what Anzalone back for one year Harris for two years. And there were solid players last year at best, but I don't think those are the guys that you see as superstars for the next 10 years, you know, holding down your linebacking core. They, not. they seem to be like stop gaps and, you know, playing for a year or two, train the younger guys, you know, hopefully like a guy like Derek Barnes can step up again. Cause I don't think he had too great of a, a rookie year. So, you know, we got to look forward to what we can do in that position going forward. And um, whether we do it in the draft or free agency, well, you know, time will tell, but it's, I think it's definitely a position we need to address still.
2: I think it's a real concern. And you guys mentioned Kwiatkowski, Kwiatkowski from Chicago. like, We've seen him play a number of times. He's he's awesome. I think he's a great linebacker just in terms of you can get him for cheap. You're not gonna overpay for him, but he's solid in linebacker. Um, I really like McKobe Dean. He's just I mean, he's a SEC linebacker playing for Georgia. The guy's got a nose for the ball. You know, scouts are really, really high on him. He's got a great weight, six foot nose for the ball, great forty time in four or five. He's he's the he's the ideal linebacker draft but he he may not be on the board by our second pick he may be gone so you know linebacker is just a glaring glaring hole for us it needs to be fixed we need a stop because Anzalone Barnes and and Harris may not be enough I mean Anzalone had a great year last year and hopefully, Barnes can get better but you know we thought July divide would be that guy we thought you know Jared Davis might be that guy Jared Davis is gone so two guys that have, that are out now that we had spent some draft stock in who are just gone. And now we got to fill the gap somehow and plug those holes. So that's, uh, so I like actually Tavai put that, Davis.
0: I put that poll out yesterday on, on Twitter saying, uh, you know, like hype aside, just because, you know, Tavai went, you know, second round, Dave, Davis went first. Like who pissed you off more and let you down more than anything? Unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't get too many like, You know, triggering response. Oh, Jelani Tavai,
2: easily. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's Tabor.
0: I've uh, (laughs) now he's (laughs) a lot of L's, a lot of L's from that Florida Gators uh,
2: class. Dude, think about that Bob Coin draft class. Class is plural. Just like that guy can
1: scout an an offensive lineman, but nothing else,
2: in my opinion. Dude, the duds. He
1: had some great offensive line picks, it seems, but. (laughs)
2: <laughs> We're quickly going to talk about Trey Flowers leaving and how excited I am to see Trey Flowers actually go now, even though maybe some days, but, like, totally excited to see him go. Yeah,
0: it's just, you know, that was a front. I worked out at the beginning and then, you know, just began to die off. And, um, you know, we owed him, you know, a good amount of money. So, I mean, I think that was the right move just so we get some of that back for this year. And, um, you know, health was everything. I mean, if the guy was able to, you know, be on the field longer than uh, – <sighs> not i think it would be worth actually keeping him in there for some veteran presence especially getting you know a, a young uh defensive core i think that'd be great mentorship and he, he is a great guy though i mean that was uh you know twitter actually lit him up when he got released and he was actually just sort of like asking everyone's like dude he's like done a lot for this community and like i thought you guys all liked me <laughs> and it was like no nah, you're wasting our money dude peace <laughs> so uh, that's tough to hear yeah, I'll be, I'll be surprised to see where he ends up. Um, Probably
2: New England. <laughs> I'll tell you a sneaky, sneaky name at linebacker that only got his, his grading for linebacker isn't that high, but Jack Sanborn from Wisconsin, that guy is gritty as fuck, man, when it comes to tackling. He's a tackler and he's a football player. So that's like a, that's like a late, late second-round Third round, maybe fourth, so like later on in the draft. At yeah, that's 66 spot, dude. If he's sitting there, that's a hard name to ignore linebacker, but the depth is out there, he's got to be able to kind of sift through it. But there's some names out there lot linebacker in the draft that I like, so let's keep an eye out for those.
0: Yeah, you'd have to assume if we trade down, you know, we're getting at minimum two, most likely three picks across the board. I'd say maybe not all this year, but I would say at least two would be this year, whether it's you know, first and second or, you know, uh two first, which I highly doubt, but uh depends on so much how much we loved or how another how much other team loved him. And I mean if the hype if I mean the Falcons are missing someone, you know, at their QB spot, uh Texans are, I mean there's gonna be some people in some panic situations right now that may have missed their opportunities in these trades
2: that just happened. So um so maybe we want the hype drink. Maybe that's what I mean. Is that such a bad thing to have the hype train for Willis be as like, is that a good thing for us to have that keep I, going? I think that's fantastic.
0: Lines, I think that's yeah, fantastic. I'm,
2: I'm with that, too, we can get two or three picks out of that for that number two slot on game for that. I love that
0: drop down. We'll still get a top. I think we'd still get like a top eight pick based on the people that are falling in that area, um, or that are currently in that area, I should say. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think gut feeling, you know, if we stay at the number two pick. I'm going to, gun to my head, I'm going to say we go Kyle Hamilton. I feel like we're trying to just bring that type of defense to this team. That's my gut feeling. What are, you, what are you guys thinking, just real quick? My gut is saying that it's the number two pick is
1: going to be Malik Willis. Just I don't know if it's going to be to the Lions or not. I don't know if we're going to trade out of it. I just think that hype is going to continue. Is, well, like, we're in it. Was it a few I'm years ago Baker Mayfield was like, you know, in the first round, whatever it is, starts creeping up, and he's the number one pick in the draft, you know, things like that. I think it was Mayfield, but. I think, Honestly,
2: I could see the Lions trading out of this pick and ending up with with Trayvon Walker and Kyle Hamilton. Like, if, if they position their picks right in the first round. Love If that. they position their picks first, like if they get the right team to buy in at that number two pick, like the Jets or the Giants, even who can give up draft picks and draft collateral. I don't think people are going to jump a Kyle Hamilton only because he's a safety. So, if the Lions are sitting with two really high first round draft picks, they're going to, they could end up with, you know, Trayvon Walker from Georgia. And if Kyle Hamilton's sitting there, there are teams that thought they need quarterbacks, like you said, like they need, they need stopgaps at quarterback and a big offensive uh-huh. positions. They're going to pass on defense, it's, which is what we need. So, that can work out very nicely for us
0: if we could get Trayvon Walker and Kyle Hamilton in some way in a trade down, like absolute a plus grading for the draft. <laughs> I mean, at least from the information we gathered on draft day, if they pan out or don't pan out, that's one thing, but you know, act at the way you take them is, is sort of how you get graded right now. So, um, build the yeah, ju- up. yeah, build it up, build it up. Let's, uh, let's give us as much buying power as possible. So, um, yeah, I mean, before before we wrap up at least this episode, there's definitely going to be more to come over this month and next, leading up to the draft. Um, just to break down the NFC North, I mean, it was quiet. It was quiet, and it's still pretty quiet. I mean, I would say from DJ Shark to Mike Hughes to Chris Board, I give us a C. I give us a C because I don't think we did anything that spectacular, but I don't think we got worse. So, I mean, I think Shark helps us the most. The other guys are sort of like, yeah, you know, Hughes worked out really well on the Chiefs, but, you know, like he left the Vikings for a reason as a first-round pick, and then he just sort of got, you know, his groove on in Chiefs. So, I mean, if he keeps that up, that's a steal. So, you know, that's great. Then Chris Board, you know – I think he had a lot of up and down. His PFF rating was, like, 59. Um, I sometimes take that with a grain of salt, but that definitely has some weight to it. But then, like, other people have rated him as, like, the best special teams player in the NFL right now. So I'm like, all right, well, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> so uh, I'll give them a C. So across the board, though, Andrew, um, who are you – I mean, who are you thinking here? I mean, we got Vikings, Packers, Bears. were just sort of – I mean, just to go off what
1: you said for the Lions, quick, like I feel like on paper, we really didn't improve much, you know, bringing guys back, maybe bringing a couple other guys outside. So, I mean, you could easily say C minus or D plus on the Lions, but I think at least on the offensive side of the ball, if this is what they're thinking, you don't have much of an option or an excuse to say Jared Goff is capable of being a starting quarterback if you brought in DJ Chark kept Josh Reynolds, have a pretty damn good offensive line and two great running backs, You re- and TJ Hawkinson. It's hard to say that, you know, he's still the guy of the future if uh-huh. you surround him with all this talent on the offensive side of the ball and he goes out and gets three wins next year. So I think that's setting themselves up to be in a great position to evaluate the quarterback position and say, you know, we're going to cut ties with this guy after this year if he doesn't succeed. Or if he surprises everyone, then maybe we got the guy of the future. So yeah, I think and just and from I'm- that point of view you know, they're setting themselves up.
0: Yeah. And I think just, I, you know, that reading for me is strictly off of new, new talent. So, you know, like Tracy Walker loved the signing, I think just getting Charles Harris back, like definitely a great signing. So, I mean, like with, with those guys considered, yeah, I probably actually slide them up to like a B minus based on everything they did. But in terms of new talent and retention um, sort of like a, yeah, I get, I sort of give them a C just from new guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, you brought back players that got you just a handful of wins last year. So you may say that it's, you know, it's not a big deal. And how are you going to get better when it's the same guys? But hopefully it's a new system. You know, it seems like guys want to stay here. It seems like the culture is definitely meaningful to a lot of guys that interviewed at least and want to come in. So, I mean, I I don't hate what we're doing. Um, And I'm curious to see how it unfolds over more than the, the next 12 months, you know, a few
0: years down the road. Yeah, let's hit up our other three enemies. Do you think they did?
2: Um, I, I, t- I don't know how the Packers are going to recover from losing Devonte Adams, man. It just really, it's really hard for me to look at that receiving core and to think that Rogers has a ton of faith in that receiving core. I don't and think just ate up all the cap, <laughs> right? Literally, and he himself exactly all the cap is just gone. So, and honestly, if you think I've ever, if you think about it from a sports perspective, I'm like, I'm a Lions fan, right? I'm also a Sharks fan, and like I'm a huge believer. in like you have a certain window to win, and if you don't hit your window, you're going to be hurting for a while. Uh-huh. So the Packers have had their window for quite some time. And last year, was like, everyone was like, "Oh, the Packers won the Super Bowl." No problem. I did too, you know. And now you're locked into a large contract with a guy who's aging, who's in the media a lot, in the press a lot, and you lose the best receiver in football. And now you're left with a bunch of. With the cast of characters, so the Packers abysmally, the Vikings just did what they could to get above water. Zarius was a nice signing. The Bears are the Bears. I think we did okay, all things considered. So,
0: yeah, uh, I, I mean Bears. Bears, Bears might have done worse than the Packers. <laughs> so Bears just losing Khalil Mack and Allen Robinson, even though he was hurt. And then, I mean, uh, yeah, they're both like F minuses. They're like straight up, you flunked, you're getting held back. Like you, you did so bad. And Bears, then... I
2: think in, the Bears are kind of in a rebuild mode too. They're kind of in that tweener stage. Like, you know, they're, I think they're starting to realize they can't win right now. I think it's best for them to rebuild too. So.
0: Well, just striking out on quarterback is going to kill you. And, uh, <laughs> just new coaching and, and so on, just not, you know, I mean, we, we went through it too. We've, we've gone through that as well. It's just, we've already had, uh, just always had a consistent quarterback. And then, yeah, I mean, Vikings, I think did the best. I gave them a B just because they did get Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals and Zadarius Smith. I mean, uh, you know, before he got hurt last year, I mean, like that guy was like averaging double digit sacks a, a year. Um, but again, Vikings just destroying, again, Kirk Cousins and, uh, I mean, uh, well, giving him all the money in the world and destroying their own cap. I think that's just, you know, remarkable just with, with their other issues on their team and how their defense is really depleted over the years and, and so on. So in my opinion, I think the Lions are in a very good position because no one took full advantage in this division. And I think it's like it's legit fair game which is like the best thing going into this draft, which really gives us a lot more buying power in the second pick.
1: And it seems like there's no clear teams on the rise. Like you got Rogers obviously was he 38 years old. You know, is he going to pull a Tom Brady and play till he's 47? You know, who knows the bears clearly are in a rebuild stage and the, the Vikings, are they going to rebuild soon? Are they hanging on? Or are they going to get better? I don't know. But if there's a division that, that we could be in right now for the next few years, I'm, probably taking ours or the NFC South. And I feel like, you know, a couple of years from now, we might be very happy that we're in the NFC North and maybe hopefully contending. I, I think we have a, we have a shot in a, in a good window in the future
0: years. We definitely do. We definitely do. Uh, and we'll, the biggest thing is just like Goff, you know, it's a make or break off year, right? I mean, if he changes his, his game and, and works with this coaching staff, you know, connects with this team, builds builds these new relationships as he get an extension. So, I mean, we have we have some some serious question marks as well. Um, but I think we'll have that answer. I mean, especially after this draft, if we go hunting for a QB, um, and I think the only way Goff is pretty much out the door for sure is if we take him in that number two spot. And then if we take anything later, you know, it we we're sort of giving you know Goff the chance to potentially return, you know, a year later.
2: So. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of my chief concern is just not I wouldn't say it's a concern, but just trying to cover all the possibilities with that number two pick if we were to trade it, and if we don't trade it, then we keep it, you know, and say we draft Kyle Hamilton, you know, we get our safety. Our my concern is what do we do it? What do we do at edge rusher this the season coming up? You know, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a a major major hole, glaring hole at edge rusher and linebacker this year. That won't be paired nicely with our secondary, right? With our improving secondary, so more questions than answers right now. But I think the questions are good questions, if that makes sense.
1: So say say we don't take a quarterback, and at least in the first couple rounds, so go in. Goth is our guy. What is your expectation going into next year? Now, is it playoffs? Is it more than three and a half wins? You know, where do you fall based on what we've done so far in this offseason?
2: I gotta tell you, I've been thinking about this. I thought I've actually thought about this. If the Lions have a really rough year, right, and say we end up with top five pick this year or next year coming up, which I assume, which we can assume safely that we might we might, right? Given that given where we are on the continuum of talent in this league. If you're looking at the draft potential coming up next year and quarterback, you have some solid names in there, man. You have Williams, you have Spencer Rattler, you have guys that with a little bit more grooming have all the tools that you want in a quarterback you just have to put it all together so no not a huge deal not getting quarterback this year I think the next next year or two the quarterback pool is going to be it's going to pop especially next year because Rattler and Williams are probably going to be coming out and those guys can run and throw and run an offense so I'm, I'm pretty confident that we can get a QB in the next one two three years if that makes sense
0: and we get another Rams pick next year Correct. You know the compensatory pick next year too. Exactly. So we have to covet that and uh, you know keep that protected. Just uh, you know, I assume the Rams are going to be good, but uh, it's nice to Matt, actually just have that nice quick back around.
2: Right, and that Corral is going to be on the board for us. I think when our thirty-third or thirty-fourth pick comes rolling along too, so he'll be an option as well. And I think he's a pretty good quarterback, to all things considered.
0: Ole Miss an- ankle should be healed. Um, yep. The guy reminds me in a way of Stafford, just a warrior. is went out and showed up on the field, plenty of times hurt, known hurt, and, you know, sort of just tried to battle for his team and then pretty much <laughs> they had to walk him off the field pretty much.
2: He's got great game IQ. He's a good game manager. He's got great legs, and he's a he's a good teammate to have. He's a good locker room guy. So Beautiful.
0: So, all right. I mean, I think that's in the books for today then. Um, we'll hit up a little uh, deeper draft talks next week. Uh Once it's middle of next week or so, I mean, we're actually, you know, finally on the clock of like one month till the NFL draft. Uh, Baseball is back. Everything's returning. New York City mask mandate dropped today. So the only reason I'm bringing that up is guys, we all live in New York as lines up pod. We are New Yorkers. (laughs) So if you forgot that, that that's a big deal for us just as, uh, you know, citizens of this area and trying to live our lives again. So, Um, And good news, we get the Lions twice at MetLife this year. So be sure to be out for those Jets and Giants games. We're super pumped about that for the fall. So bye, guys. Um, We'll be posting to Twitter all throughout the week. We'll be posting this podcast, all platforms. Um, Hit us up on Twitter. We're looking to hear from you guys, gain a deeper audience, and uh, stay a little more uh, engaged this year. So uh, talk soon, all right?
2: Or the Malik Willis hype train, baby.
0: Start it up. Start it up. (laughs) There are people that will follow you on Twitter. You will Instagram too. I
2: can can do this. I'll come up with a gift or something.
0: Start it. Eye lines up. We out.